Stories. Fish Stories. Fish Stories. Sharing fish stories is best when you when you have somebody who has been there and been there with you. Hey guys and gals, welcome to Fish Stories. This is Fishing Buddy. A few weeks ago, I had the privilege to join a group of anglers on the shores of Lake Oahe for their annual fishing tournament. There were 13 anglers in this particular group from all different parts of South Dakota. These guys and gals were as you would expect. Telling stories, busting each other's chops, drinking beer, and hopeful for those pike rods and quick strike rigs to go off. The only thing missing was a lot of sound. This was not a pro-am or sanctioned event but an annual fishing tournament for the South Dakota Deaf Anglers Association. My buddy Kurt Underhill, from the Fishing Crew fame and organizer of the longest-running walleye tournament in the Governor's Cup, called me a few weeks back. He asked if I was interested in different fishing story ideas. I responded with a, heck yeah, what did you have in mind? The next morning, I was on my way out to Lake Oahe to follow up on this hot tip. I turned onto a dirty two-track road that led down to the water's edge. Approximately eight or nine vehicles occupied the point, one of which was pulling away as I parked my rusty pickup truck. I grabbed my gear and started the descent to the water's edge. That's where I met Paul Foshine. Great. Yeah? How are you? Doing well. Good to meet you. You too. You're young. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I've always uh, had a passion for fishing. And so I just running to college at Augie, and then I met these guys, and then just kind of one thing led to another, and just been involved with the organization since my college times. And so we all have one common interest, right? The fish we get together once a year here. We're sometimes in Chamberlain Pier. Uh, we just try and make it different every year. We're out now at Cow Creek, and we're just short fishing for fun. And it's a tough fishing tournament and we're just enjoying it. Just hopefully someone catches a fish to make it worthwhile. Paul's originally from Huron, currently living in Sioux Falls. He's been sharing his knowledge and passion in the fishing department at Shields for five years. Now Paul chooses to use his voice and does so very well. But not all people in the deaf community follow suit and that's their choice. He acted as my interpreter for the morning to help me have conversations with all the anglers in attendance. A group of guys and gals who share a common interest and enjoy coming together to fish. Paul introduced me to Lance Sigdestad. He's been involved with the South Dakota Deaf Anglers for about 20 years. I asked them both if it was more challenging to fish while being deaf. Paul answered first. No, not really. It's the same as hearing. I mean, you buy the equipment, it's your luck against their luck. But no more of the communication aspect. Not really. Then Paul helped interpret Lance's answer for us. It was clear that the South Dakota Deaf Anglers is more than just a fishing club. Back in the old days, deaf don't have a lot of uh, friends, network. And they're very good by That's the biggest challenge is uh, where do you find a good spot at the last minute? Because it's just us. My advantage for me is in Northeast, relatives. They all live on the farm, small town, that's his advantage. 
my advantage public school in Huron connections. So, but those others not really have, you know. So they're lucky to have uh, right. this this organization to work. Through. Well, they're lucky to have this organization to share the fishing experience. Yeah, you know, just more uplifting instead of just being alone. At the end of the day, we never sad because there's no fish. We could all be chatting with each other. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're all on the same boat, really enjoy just chatting. That's more of why we come, you know, it's just, it's just a different, we can go home and do the same thing in someone's garage. But, we all have the same interest of fishing, so it just make it fun, different, different. They're thankful for technology, too. Phones, microphones, speak to text. They all help them communicate with those who don't know American Sign Language. But they love it when they meet anyone from the hearing community who knows how to sign. We get very excited when we see another hearing folks know sign language. We get very excited because they take the time to learn our culture. And so, even if it's a little bit, it's fine. It's still cool, very cool. We never look down on that. We have very, you know, if there's anyone who's willing to learn sign language. There are still a lot of naive questions floating around for the deaf community these days. And some people even feel bad for their situation. That's not really necessary, according to these anglers. You'd be surprised if you are hearing people still ask us, you drive? Oh, come on, really? You'd be, yeah, you'd be surprised. 2018, you would think, but no, it's one of the third world countries. I mean, deaf people out there are pretty much on the curb. And so there's no comparison when we are American deaf and compared to other countries that are there. And so it's really hard for us, and we want the same. And if you're sorry for us, like, why? So it's just, we're capable, too. Paul gets the question a lot, can you understand me now? Again, that's probably something we need to kick to the curb. I can hear the radio perfectly fine, but I don't understand a word. And so it's just like, once you lose that contact of facial expressions and body language, you're gone. Well, and so that's how important it is to have that body language, that read so. cues, big time, that a lot of hearing people uh, overlook. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest one. Can you understand me now? Eh, depends if I want to. Uh, <laughs> oh. Before I let this group get back to their fishing, I asked some of their favorite memories from the water. Stories of big catches, funny moments, thunderstorm-soaked boat rides, and fishing with children brought a lot of joy to this small contingent of anglers. Paul remembered his first tournament with the South Dakota Deaf Anglers, where he met another group member, Doug Schweitzer, and battled it out on the Mighty Mo. My wife and I just got married out of 1979, 16-foot boat with the 81, 35-horsepower Johnson. All that old, and I we were staying at Gary Allen's hotel, and I asked him, "So where do I go?" And he said, "The White River." And at the time, I wasn't very familiar with it all. And I thought, "Yeah, oh, it's about 10, 15 miles." And I said, "Look out the window. That's my boat." And now oh, you'll make it. It took one hour to get there. And so that was the first time I met him too. He was bragging about his friend Bo, how fast it was. <laughs> and then I showed him my beautiful 1979 boat. And he beat me by less than one pound. 
We both weighed 13 fish. It was the first time he met me, and so it was a, it was a, that was a fun weekend. Lance mentioned something as I was leaving that really caught me off guard. In the 20 years he's been affiliated with the South Dakota Deaf Anglers, not once has someone come out to interview them. I was honored to be the first, but a bit ashamed to know that no one else had taken notice. After just one hour of hanging out with the South Dakota Deaf Anglers, I was not left feeling sorry for them or sad about their situations. Instead, the camaraderie and passion within this group left me with a mix of envy and excitement. Next time you meet a deaf angler on the water, strike up a conversation, maybe even try a little sign language. It'll come as no surprise when lessons are learned, friendships are formed, and the advancement of the angling community forges on. Because everyone has a deaf relative or kid or friend out there. And so that's kind of cool that they can see or share with that person and come and meet us. And so we're trying to get the word out slowly but surely. That's it for Fish Stories this week. Check out fishstories.org for more awesome audio and find out how you can leave your legacy as an angler. Fishstories.org. Oh, and we need you as a true fan. Those people give every single month to keep this archive alive. Without you, it's not going to be possible. Thanks for your support, everyone. And thanks for listening. Don't forget to stay awesome.